0: Hey friends, welcome to the Preacher's Devo Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo Podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. I'm glad that you are joining us for episode number one of the Preacher's Devo Podcast. Throughout all of my podcasts, I offer you an analysis of the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of what are called Lord's Days. It is comprised of 129 questions and answers, all of which we will explore together. The Preacher's Devo podcast is devotional in nature. My prayer is that both you and I will be sanctified or we will grow together in the process as we explore and revisit some of the most profound doctrines of our Christian faith throughout the episodes. I do encourage you to find your own copy of the Heidelberg Catechism. You could either Google it or purchase it online. In this episode, we begin our journey. Through the Heidelberg Catechism. We will explore the Lord's Day number one, which is comprised of two main questions. Question number one, what is your only comfort in life and in death? Question number two, how many things are necessary for you to know that in this comfort you may live and die happily? Let me reiterate the question. What is your only comfort in life and in death? The Heidelberg Catechism answers this way, That I, with body and soul, both in life and in death, am not my own, but belong to my faithful Savior Jesus Christ, who with His precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins and redeemed me from the power of the devil. And so preserves me that without the will of my Father in heaven, not a hair can fall from my head. Indeed, that all things must work together for my salvation. Wherefore, by His Holy Spirit, He assures me of eternal life and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live unto Him. So much depth in that answer. The reality of the Believer that our body and our soul, both in life and in death, belong to Jesus Christ, because He is not only our Savior, but He is our Lord, and we belong to Him fully. Now, Romans chapter 14, verses 7 and 8, says that none of us live to ourselves, and we don't die for ourselves, but we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Now, as it relates to us not being our own, we are reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, which says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have heard, oh, I'm sorry, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Indeed, we are not our own, we are Christ. And that is what 1 Corinthians three twenty-three says. Paul there says, And you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Now here in the Catechism, answer we see the the precious blood of Jesus Christ is mentioned and it's mentioned in a specific way in a way that has fully satisfied for all my sins and redeemed me from the power of the devil these are Two beautiful truths of who we are in Christ, that through His blood we have received the propitiation for our sins. In other words, the the sacrifice for our sins and the atonement for it, the payment for it, so that we would be redeemed not only from our sin, but also from the power of the devil. Those are our two greatest enemies, our sin, our sin that leads us to death, and the devil that also leads us to death, spiritual death. Now, he who sins is of the devil, says 1 John 3, 8. So we must be careful to understand who we belong to. Now here as well in the answer, the Heidelberg Catechism provides further indication of who we belong to, that we belong to our Father in Heaven. That without the will of our Father in heaven, not even a hair can fall from my head. That should give us hope today. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in, know that God is in control of your life and that He knows every single detail of who you are and what is happening at any moment of your existence. The Catechism also tells us that all things must work together for my salvation. Notice the word must. Well, we have assurance through Jesus Christ that all things do work together for our good. This is where the classic verse of Romans 8.28 comes into being, which says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Finally, the answer gives us the assurance of eternal life through the Holy Spirit. How do you know that you are saved? Well, according to Romans chapter eight sixteen, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, or we are children of God. And now also we know from Romans 8, 1, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So we have assurance of our salvation. Now, let's go to question number two. Question number two. How many things are necessary for you to know that in this comfort you may live and die happily? Really short answer is this. Three things. First, the greatness of my sin and misery. Second, how I am redeemed from my sins and misery. And third, how I am to be thankful to God for such redemption. Let's examine the threefold answer given to this question. First, the greatness of my sin and misery. Those who belong to Jesus understand their misery before God because of their sin. Jesus had to die on the cross for us, to redeem us, to bring about the remission of our sins. That is what Luke chapter 24 verses 46 to 47 acknowledge. Also, 1 Corinthians six eleven says, And such war some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. So we were washed, we were sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second, how I am redeemed from my sins and misery, Jesus Christ, came to redeem us from our sins. Here, the verses offered indicate that Jesus would come, that he was sent from the Father, to redeem us from our unrighteousness. Though this verse is not given, First Peter 3.18 comes to mind. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Now third and final, how I am to be thankful to God for such redemption. What redemption? The redemption we just mentioned that Jesus Christ came to redeem us from our sin, from the consequences of sin, because the consequence of sin is death. Romans 6:11 says, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In that same chapter, in chapter 6, in the next few verses, it says that we are to present our bodies as members, as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin should not have dominion over us because we are no longer under the law but under grace. And this begins with our recognition that we are wretched people. That's why Paul says in Romans 7, 24-25, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice, I thank God. The third part of the answer is that I am to be thankful to God for such redemption. Here, the Apostle Paul exemplifies that. He also exemplifies that in Colossians 3.17, where he says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. As we approach the end of this podcast, ask yourself the following question. Am I fully submitting to Jesus Christ, trusting God the Father, and yielding to the Holy Spirit? Don't forget that you and I have been freed from the shackles of sin, that Christ has redeemed us from the final consequences of sin, and that you and I have much to be thankful for. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Daniel Messina. Until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ.